Welcome to the Deep Roots at Home podcast. For those of you new here, the Deep Roots at Home website was founded by Jackie in 2011. As a retired RN, longtime homeschooler, past Lyme sufferer with a love of preventative natural medicinals, Jackie has encouraged women for years now. Our desire is to spread truth and important information during these recent deceptive times, as well as the practicals of homemaking and all things beautiful. Whether you are listening in the car, while you're making dinner for your children, or sitting with a relaxing cup of tea, welcome to the podcast. And welcome to another episode. I'm Abby Grace, your host, and I wanted to start off this podcast briefly with a message from Jackie. It was her desire to let you know the heart of, uh, that she has for this podcast. She loves her followers dearly, but her time is spread very thin. And so between trying to research to get you the best information out there as possible on her website and spending time with her family, her time is just so... Uh, so limited. And so her heart with this podcast is that I be the voice for her. She will visit us from time to time, but for the most part, I will be sharing her articles here on the podcast. So this podcast is still on a trial basis to see if our followers and readers benefit from it. So if you keep coming, we will keep making them. But in the meantime, Jackie did want me to convey to you that her heart is here. Even though her voice is not here, I will be her voice. So with that in mind, let's move forward. And today we are discussing a topic that will be of interest to many of you, and that is the topic of homeopathy. Specifically, we are using Jackie's article called Homeopathy for My Family, Colic, Bladder Infection, Grief, and More. With growing concerns in the world, costs rising, and major supply chain issues, I am proactively learning about homeopathy with the goal of being more independent of the allopathic medical system. One of my desires as a grandmother with a growing family is to have confident young moms and ready remedies if there is no doctor. I'm not going to make any apologies for preparing for my family. I'm a nurturer and caregiver by nature, and I believe being ready in season and out of season is wise. If you embrace medicine of commerce and seek out frequent medical procedures, then this information is likely not going to be helpful for you. But if you take an independent, active role in your own health care, you will learn just as we have, and there's no better time to start than now. With a few well-chosen homeopathic resources on hand, I can facilitate my family under most conditions, plus use my own herbal tinctures, as I've been doing for years. From our first-hand adventures in homeopathy, I share several experiences that have spurred us on to knowing we are on the right track. Experience number one. One of our new grandchildren was born right before Christmas, and her 22-month-old big sister was having to adapt to the new arrival in her life. She'd already been through many upheavals in her young life within the last four months. A tedious cross-country move, moving into a new home, Her dad was in training and away a lot, and her mama was nursing and not as available as she'd been used to. She seemed a bit withdrawn. I had been studying and read that Ignatia Amara was a beautiful remedy for grief, shock of bad news, or loss of a loved one. 
so we decided to give it a try. Prior to giving it, she acted out in numerous ways, had swatted at mommy and the baby dropping blankets and soft toys on her sister. At times, she was inconsolable. We gave her Ignatius Amara 200C pellet before bed with a clean mouth away from food, and she slept soundly that night. She had always been a good sleeper before, but she was unsettled since the move. I kid you not, her mother will testify that the next morning she had kisses for her and her baby sister and several gently delivered gifts of her stuffed animals and two dolls over the course of the day. The effect was day and night. We repeated the dose three weeks later due to slight waning, and the lovely effect had lasted, has lasted to this writing. Note, Ignatia does not stop the grief. Instead, it gently helps the mind and body process the grief and restore the enormous energy that grief takes away from the immune system. And if I could just interject here, I am very sorry and I apologize if I butcher some of these homeopathic names. I am not a homeopathic doctor and uh, am not sure exactly how all of these remedies are pronounced. So please forgive if I butcher one of them. So with that said, let's go back to the story. Story number two. One night after about an hour before bed in January, I had the sudden onset of a bladder infection with sharp burning, anxiety, urgency, and nothing but a dribble when I voided. Sorry for the TMI. I've usually taken lots of osneolycan and cranberry with good success over a couple of days. Since I'd been reading through what's the remedy for that, I remembered the section on bladder infections. I checked the possible remedies and saw Cantharis 200C matched my sudden symptoms. I only took one Cantharis 200 pellet, thinking I would be up for another very soon. I waited for 25 minutes to brush my teeth and then went to bed. My husband and I were pretty amazed that I didn't wake up even once, and there was no sign that I had even had a bladder infection the night before. Story number three. Here's another beautiful daughter's story. When my daughter was a few months old, I developed mastitis as a result of a clogged milk duct. It worsened quickly throughout the day with progressing symptoms of infection, such as fevers, chills, and body aches. My care provider called in a prescription antibiotic, but I was determined to try to avoid the use of antibiotics and wanted to give homeopathics a try. I started that evening with alternating doses of Belladonna 30C, and Hepper Sulfurus Calcareum 6C, per the recommendation of Joette Calabrese on her website's article on mastitis. By the time my daughter woke to nurse during the night, I was already seeing improvement. By morning, my fever was gone and I felt nearly normal. I avoided the antibiotic and recovered much more quickly than I would have with no side effects. Story number four. Another granddaughter at five weeks was showing signs of early colic, fussing and tears after nursing, arching her back in pain, lots of gassiness, and not dealing with it very well. She was somewhat better with firm pressure to the abdomen. It seemed to relieve her pain and crying when I would hoist her up with her tummy over her shoulder. We read through the comprehensive guide in the mother and child kit, and as colosynthesis fit her symptoms, We gave her one colosynthus 30. She had much better days following the dose, but it didn't resolve completely. She received a second dose. She is now nine weeks and never 
developed a true case of colic. to vaccines, most mothers and fathers want to know facts, not others' opinions. Jackie wished she had known more facts when she went in for her first well-baby visit. Because Jackie strongly promotes parental choice, she felt led to write a short treatise with personal facts. This vaccination ebook is pretty concise to allow you, the parent, to read, research into the studies she shares, and come up with your own decisions. Jackie's sincere desire is that you and your children thrive, and so she presents to you the vaccination ebook free of charge. Simply go to deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. That's deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. And if I, Abby Grace, could just insert my own story here that I was telling Jackie the other day. I developed some severe bladder issues as well when I was in my 30s. And I uh, went to the doctor and they did not see any signs of a bladder infection when they ran the urinalysis. However, I was having all of these symptoms of bladder infection that lasted for weeks. I had a very, um, very low stream, very tight, feeling like I had to use the bathroom all the time and general uncomfortableness. So I was referred to a urologist, and the urologist did a cystoscopy, which is basically putting a little camera up inside my bladder. When the doctor did this procedure, the doctor then told me that I needed to go have a biopsy because I either had bladder cancer or cystitis because all inside my bladder was red and inflamed. This, of course, scared us and concerned us a lot, and we scheduled the biopsy, but in the meantime, we had to go away for a planned trip. A friend of mine from church had cantharis that she gave to me one day and said, Jenny, when you think of it, just take some here and there on your trip. So as I was on my trip, I didn't think a whole lot about it. I just popped one in my mouth every so often whenever I thought about it throughout the week. I really didn't expect it to work, but I thought it wasn't certainly not going to hurt. So after that week, we decided to go get a second opinion before I had the biopsy. So we went to another urologist, and he also did a cysta, 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 oh, cysta. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) Put the camera up inside of me. Um, And we were hoping that he would look at it and say, no, I think this is pretty clearly cystitis. It's not bladder cancer. You don't need the biopsy. But instead, he said to us, I don't see anything. And we said, what? And he said, yeah, I don't even see any irritation. I don't see any problems whatsoever. And we were just amazed and overjoyed. And so... When I asked him, does this mean that I have cystitis? He said, well, I, people don't usually like that diagnosis because it is such a horrible, um, you know, discomforting thing to have year after year. But what I have found over the years is that when I begin to have any type of symptoms of cystitis, I take the homeopathic remedy, Cantharis, and I take it pretty heavily for a while And within a short time, all of my symptoms are gone and I'm back to normal again. So that is my story. And if you're tired like me of pharma drugs, you're in good company. Moms throughout the U.S. and the world are tired too, so we're turning to homeopathy. It's a centuries-old method that empowers moms. Yehudi Menuhim 
in the Daily Telegraph in August 12, 1989 said, Homeopathy is the safest and most reliable approach to ailments and has withstood the assaults of established medical practice for over 100 years. According to the NIH, nearly 6 million U.S. adults and about 1 million children use homeopathic remedies each year. With several close friends who've used homeopathy very effectively for years, I know it works, and it's safe. It's also very inexpensive. If you head over to to the website where this article was first written, you will see a four-minute video called Homeopathy is Not Just a Placebo. I desire that moms gain the much-needed confidence to treat themselves and their family for simple first aid and common illnesses, such as colds, flus, ear infections, pink eye, and more. Again, I would refer you back to the article for links to numerous research papers and studies on homeopathy. Here are some resources to be helpful for you. I purchased my kit from Ainsworth in London. They had what I wanted in two separate kits. Almost everyone else at that time was sold out. Many still are with concerns heightened around the world. The 42 Remedy Mother and Child Kit and 114-page guide helps parents through the emotional and physical challenges of pregnancy, childbirth, and baby infant stages right through the age of seven. The 42 Remedy Essential Kit with its 72-page guide is for emergencies and anytime. I recommend these sites, not in any specific order. Homeopath Joette Calabrese, Villa Corda Homeopath, Homeopathy for Women, Melissa Crenshaw's Classes and Consultations. Visit this original article also to find a homeopath. There is a link in the article towards the bottom. Homeopathic remedies have an indefinite shelf life if handled and stored properly. Keep medicines away from strong light, heat, and strong odors like strong odors like camphor, menthol, perfume, coffee beans, etc., which will antidote them. Also, the x-ray machine in the airport will completely annihilate them. So if you take a small travel kit, ask them to hand check it. Dr. Luc Montagnier, the brilliant French virologist who won the Nobel Prize in 2008 for discovering the AIDS virus, surprised the scientific community with his strong support for homeopathic medicine. I respect him for rejecting the jabs publicly. He stated, the vaccines don't stop the virus. They do the opposite. They feed the virus and facilitate its development into stronger and more transmittable variants. I will leave you with this verse. Give thanks in every circumstance, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 In these troubling times, it's no secret that we are being censored. It's getting harder and harder to spread the truth. Facebook is throttling us, and we don't know how much longer we will be there. Here are a few things you can do to stay in touch with Deep Roots at Home. Firstly, sign up for our newsletter. Jackie sends out exclusive, important content to her readers. The link will be in the show notes. Number two, consider making Deep Roots at Home your homepage in your browser. Number three, print your favorite Deep Roots at Home articles and place them in a binder to have on hand in case of emergency. And finally, follow us on other social media channels. We are now on Telegram and Gab and soon Truth Social. 
Jackie's greatest desire is that God would be glorified through these dark times. Thanks for joining us on the Deep Roots at Home podcast. We pray it has encouraged you in your walk with the Lord and as you serve your family. Could you do us a favor? If this has blessed you, could you help us spread the word by liking and sharing this podcast with your friends? And don't forget, we have lots of great links in the show notes that go along with today's podcast. See you next time.